So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. And today's episode is a continuation of yesterday's episode. So I would really encourage you to go back and listen. It's only like 20 minutes long. And what we did is provided a framework for having conversations around politics or, you know, any kind of topic that is charged and polarizing. And I mean, honestly, there's an endless supply of them these days. And of course, in our cancel culture and everything else, there's, um, yeah, there's a lot of dynamics to deal with there. So we provided a framework not really a political commentary on the state of affairs, but just the framework. Uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit more commentary on the state of affairs. And uh, we don't normally do this because our podcast is about manhood. It's about healthy sexuality. It's about growing spiritually. And really, it's about you becoming the person that God has created you to be and to ensure that there's not a drip of potential that goes wasted in your life. But we're dealing with some pretty serious stuff here, and I, I wanted to at least take one episode and just talk a little bit about it, um, share my thoughts, and um, again, I don't think this is an epi- or a podcast that's really about just the, the exchange of thoughts and ideas, and um, you know, there's lots of great platforms that do that well. This is much more about empowering you, helping you, giving you tools and resources, and today will be the same, but the, the vein and the scope is just a little bit different. Um, at the time of this recording... Uh, Russia has has uh, begun an attack on the Ukraine, and um, you know Putin has basically decided that he wants Ukraine back, um, and so it's uh, it's messy, you know, and and the the attacks have begun. The ripples of this could be significant. We don't know exactly what the extent of it will be, uh, but we do know that that things have begun, and uh, the chances of this really ending anytime soon are slim to none. So what that means for for us is a couple things. Number one, there is war going on. And where there's war going on, that means there are people who are in danger. And I believe it's one of our responsibilities as Christians, especially, um, but even as men who, who generally play a protective role in families and relationships, it is our responsibility to look after those who are at risk. And that's going to look different. I'm not saying that we should all be consigning and going to, to war to support um, to support our respective country. Uh, what I more mean is, as a starting point, we should be praying. So I want to encourage you guys, be, be praying about this. Uh, you know, the, the Bible says that the prayers of a righteous man uh, availeth much, or some translations say that they are powerful and effective. And so what that means is that uh, you and I praying can actually make a, a legitimate difference in this situation. And we don't know how. We can't force an outcome. But we can certainly sway the outcome with our prayers. And I want to encourage you to do that. I, I think the, 
I also want to just speak to those of, of you who have been directly impacted by this. Either uh, you might be Russian, of Russian descent, you might have family in Russia, uh, or you might be of Ukrainian descent and you might have family in Ukraine. Um, I want to say I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, I, I just, I cannot imagine. I, I don't, I legitimately cannot imagine what it is like to go through what you're going through. I have no concept of that as a first generation Canadian. Uh, who's currently living in, you know, tropical paradise, Jamaica. And I'm not going to pretend that I do, but I do want to say I'm sorry. I, I know it's difficult. Uh, we have we have friends personally who have family in Ukraine. Uh, one of the girls is actually Ukrainian. And uh, we have family who is Russian, and she has family in Russia. And it's it's difficult. It's really difficult. And my heart goes out to you, and I want you to know that we're praying for you. One of the One of the things that has really stirred my heart the last little bit just, re- just reflecting on this is you, you realize how fortunate most of us are. I know not all of you come from safe and protected developed countries, but a majority of us are, are listening, um, or a majority of our listeners rather are from those kinds of places. And it's made me realize just how fortunate we are to have some of these things just, you know, at our, just, just there for us. You know, they're baked in. They're things that we could take for granted so easily because they've never been threatened. And what I'm really talking about is just like our, our physical safety. You know, I don't think people are going to be dropping bombs over Canada anytime soon. It, it's, a, it's a crazy time to be alive. Who knows? Maybe I'm going I'm to my foot in my mouth uh, one day for saying that. But it, it was just interesting to think, man, one day you can be living your life, going to work, coming home to your family, watching your favorite TV shows, eating food that you love, spending time with friends. And the next day, you are fending for your life, maybe fleeing the very country you live in because somebody has decided that they want it back for their regime. And I just think that's absolutely crazy. What, what a mind-blowing thought uh, and really a terrifying thought to think that somebody can do that. And if they have the military power and whatever else, they can actually just um, you know, exercise their will in somebody else's life and impose on them. Uh, absolutely terrifying. And... Uh, the, the the tie into all of this and, and where I'm going to kind of land today's episode is this whole concept of safety uh, because, you know, safety is a big deal. I talk about it in my book. We have four core needs. They are uh, the basics, food, shelter, water, significance, intimacy, and safety. And what's going on when there's war is war is actually affecting all four of those core needs, but it is especially affecting safety and the basics, because there are people who are in Ukraine right now who are not getting, they're, they're not getting water, they're not able to get shelter, uh, or they have to flee to get shelter. You know, th- those basics are, are under threat, as is their, their overall safety uh, from a physical standpoint and certainly a psychological standpoint. So it, it's very interesting what's going on. And I, I think when we, when we work with clients who are deficient in these areas, they... Maybe they just grew up in really dire conditions. You know, um, I, I still think of um, a particular client whose, whose parents were just very abusive and neglectful. And so he, um, he grew up eating, you know, cat food. He grew up like just that, that was how he knew how to feed himself. Like he didn't, he didn't have any other options, but he had to get something in his belly. Uh, like we're talking about extreme situations here. And that, that takes a toll on somebody. That, that affects the way you view yourself, the way you view the world. Um, and then, of course, uh, safety, whether we're talking about psychologically or, or physically, 
Um, when safety is under siege, we go into fight, flight, or freeze. Uh, you know, the trauma response. And I personally believe there's actually a fourth and a fifth response, which are submit and attach. And that's just not, that's not my own thought. That's like a, that's a working theory amongst clinical psychologists, but it's not quite as established as the first three. When you're in that state, it is very hard for you to make good decisions consistently over long periods of time. In the short term, in you know a fight, flight, or freeze mode, we can actually be very effective. And that, that mechanism in our brains and our bodies is actually really useful sometimes. It, it's the reason why if you were in the bear, uh, in the bear, if you're in the forest and you encountered a bear, it's it's that part that part of your brain and your body are actually going to allow you to respond in a way that you can hopefully find safety to either outrun him or to I don't know to find some place that he can't get to you you know some place where you're protected that that system in your brain helps you do that in an instant you make those decisions you move and it can be really really helpful for protection the problem is if you stay in that state over long periods of time the body actually starts to fall apart. And we witness this with trauma survivors, uh, especially people who have complex PTSD where it is not a traumatic moment, but it is ongoing exposure to trauma on a very regular basis. Those people have a very hard time exiting the trauma state, the survival mode of fight, flight, freeze, submit, or attach. And because of that, they are dysregulated and they are of poor health. And I actually have a, a loved one. I, I've talked a little bit about my wife who, who has gone through this herself. And she is just leaps and bounds healthier than she would have been a few years ago. And yet at the same time, um, it's not all daisies and roses for her. And, and that's a really hard thing to go through. And I, I want to, I guess I want to kind of spin what's going on uh, with this war in, in two different ways. The first is be helpful. Like, like people's lives are at stake here. Let's be helpful. If, if all you can do right now in your position of power is pray, then pray. If, if you have money that you can you know, donate to, to help some of these people, donate your money. Um, if, I don't know. I, I, those are honestly the two things that I've thought of practically doing myself. I'm sure there's other ways. And if you look into it online, I guarantee you'll find it. But just do, do something. You know, do something to, to bring about effective change. And if it's not within your realm of control, then just focus on the things that are like prayer, like maybe donating some resources or whatever it may be. And if you have any friends who are uh, Ukrainian or Russian, reach out to them. Uh, don't, don't reach out to them with any assumptions and just literally ask, how are you doing? Let them lead that conversation. They might be doing awful. They might be uh, worshiping and praising God through it and finding just incredible hope and optimism. You don't want to come in with your assumptions or your agenda. Just ask them how they're doing and be a friend to them. The other side of this, and I think this is very important, and this is what certainly has been useful for me in the news, because as I mentioned in yesterday's episode, I really don't frequent the news. It's just not part of my practice. It never has been. But I think when when you see people who are... Um, disadvantaged number one let it let it cause you to give thanks to say god i like this is me like my like heart on my sleeve right now in this moment like god i actually i have no idea what it's like to be under that kind of duress that kind of threat and i pray i never am 
And I thank you that in the 31 years I've been alive, God, I've never had to deal with war in my country. Thank you. What, what a blessing. Um, you know, you use this to, to, just, to just channel your prayer life. Use it to give thanks. Maybe, maybe this is the thing that's like, hey, if, you know, if I was a war survivor, if you, if you were speaking to a war survivor, let, let's say, let's pray this thing ends very soon. And not too long from now, we're talking about how to help people get their lives back on track in the Ukraine. Imagine what it would be like to, to, to tell a war survivor, hey, you should probably get some help. And they're like, no, I think I'm good. You'd be like, bro, we, like, we have two, two world wars in the last century here. All that indicated that war is pretty detrimental to people's well-being. You, you might want to get some help. And they're like, ah, yeah, I'm not really into the therapy stuff. Not, don't really need it. You'd be like, bro, are you kidding me? And um, what I want to say is when we're in those positions where we can so clearly see what somebody needs, but maybe they're not willing to, to take it, it is often the best opportunity we get to evaluate how well we have taken our own advice. So you may, you may wonder or you may agree with me that, you know, these people are probably going to need some help to recover from the trauma and, you know, just to get mentally healthy again. When all said and done, we can all agree on that statement for sure. But in the meantime, what are you doing to be mentally healthy? That's, that's actually what's really more important here. That's the real question. So I, I don't know what your answer is to that, but I guess what I'm saying is use this as a springboard, a catalyst to continue to get help because there are people in the world who actually probably some of them would like to get that help and they can't. And if they didn't want to get that help, but you knew they needed them, you would be doing everything in your power to convince them the other way, to, to get that help. And so I want to encourage you to do the exact same thing. I think that's everything for today, guys. So th thanks for you know, listening to me talk about this. Like I said, we don't always venture down this path, but I just felt like it was important. And I, I, I think one of the downfalls of me not being engaged with the news has been that sometimes I am... I come across as ignorant because I'm not talking about things that are politically relevant. And I'm really trying to get better at that because I don't, I don't want people to feel that way. I have my own reasons for not engaging with the news. It's not from a place of ignorance, but I know that, um, that it can come across that way. And so uh, this is my, my first attempt here. And, um, and I hope it was helpful. I, I welcome your feedback. I love getting feedback on the podcast. Uh, those are some of my favorite emails that I get to read on a regular basis. But in the meantime, guys, I hope you're having an amazing day. I wish you all the best and I'll talk to you very, very soon. Take care. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. 
I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.